Hello, I'm Dr. Beverly Wright, Executive Director of the Business Analytics Center at Georgia Tech. This is the Analytics Buzz, a podcast about trends, tools, techniques, and talent related to data science and analytics. Our podcast uses an interview format with industry and academic leaders and is intended for analytics-interested business professionals from the U.S. and beyond. Thank you again for listening to the Analytics Buzz. With us today, we have David Schmidt, Vice President, Marketing Analytics Strategy at Beckin Incorporated. And we're talking about the application of analytics and data science for developing agile marketing. Thanks for being here, David. I am happy to be here. Awesome. Um, Well, let's start with your background. Who is David Schmidt and why does everyone think he's so cool? (laughs) You'll have to talk to other people about the coolness factor. I'd probably dispute that. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, I come into analytics from a little different background, I think. Uh, I I have an engineering degree from Georgia Tech. I've heard of them. Yeah, go Jackets. Uh, and after several years of engineering, expanded my view, uh, got my MBA. And what was really interesting to me is going into my MBA, I didn't think marketing was anywhere where I not wanted to be. And the more I learned about it, I thought it was just really cool. And I've, and I've realized that where I fit best is where I sit between technology and the application of that technology. Mm-hmm. And so whether that's uh, a customer, uh, a consumer, like when I was at Apple as a product manager, mm-hmm. or now in the analytics space, sitting between the science of analytics and the consumers of that. And so that's my sort of unique role in the world and, and what I bring to the table. Uh, gotcha. So you used to be at Apple. Were there other uh, roles that you've had that you wanted to talk about? Sure, I've done uh, large companies and small. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in the analytics space especially, I spent 14 years at IHG, mm-hmm. parent company of Holiday Inn. 14, wow. 14 years. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, it was. And uh, that's where I really built my analytics chops. Gotcha. Um, sort of a learn-as-you-go mm-hmm. uh, um, scenario. And it was there that I really got deep into how those numbers in marketing uh, affect the business. Mm-hmm. And most recently there, I was heading up the analytics for our performance marketing, which is uh, digital uh, direct response marketing. And I spent a lot of time there getting deep into just the basics of taxonomy and, and, and building the right data so that you could actually extract the knowledge from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very large, multinational, multi-regional, complex program with lots of data coming in from lots of sources, internal, external and so along the way, I, I came upon a company called Beckon mm-hmm. that sits in that space that makes sense of that marketing data that has the uh, software as a service platform that takes all that complex, messy marketing data, mm-hmm. brings structure and taxonomy to it, and then gives you this rich visualization on top of it so that from a marketing perspective, you can start to tell the marketing story. Gotcha. So... Uh, I liked it so much, I joined the company just mm-hmm. a few months ago, and now I'm in this role on the other side, helping helping marketers around the world uh, understand how they can take their data and put science to it and get knowledge to help them do their jobs better. Nice. So it sounds like your journey has sort of led up to this role. And it has. It's very applied. Yeah. And so, okay. Well, we're talking today about the use of analytics and data science. And um, what I thought was super fun about this is this is after all the algorithms. And I'm really glad for that because as a community in data science and analytics, we tend to focus on the upfront problem framing, the development, execution, but then what? And there's always that then what (laughs) that we never talk about. So 
um, we just kind of drop it. It's good to hear what happens with the insights as a direct result or as much direct as we can get how the analytic systems and findings are benefiting companies. That's intriguing. I'm glad to say that's our subject, but um, I can't take credit because that was kind of your idea, David. So <laughs> you're so smart. Um, so tell me about agile marketing. What what is this? Give us an understanding or an overview, especially for um, you know maybe some non-marketing people. Please. Sure, a- absolutely. And actually, marketers are probably a little um, new to the idea as well. Okay. And if you've heard the term agile at all, you've probably heard it more from the software development space. Mm-hmm. And it developed. It was developed a. Golly, 20 years plus ago by a group of people who got together and said this waterfall approach to development where you start in the beginning with this huge Gantt chart type plan mm-hmm. and that's going to span months if not years and you're going to know from the beginning how your program's going to go, how your development's going to go and you're going to plan it all out from the beginning and come hell or high water that's the way you're going to do it. They knew that they felt, I guess I should say, that that wasn't the right way. There's got to be a better way. And they came up with agile software development, which is based around, I think about it from a sailing standpoint. When you're sailing from one place, from point A to point B, you just don't set your sail and set your rudder and go. Mm -hmm. You have to catch the wind as the wind comes, and you have to tack left and right. And it's course correcting all along the way uh, through these frequent decisions Mm -hmm. along the way. And so that's what agile is. It's It's about setting your direction and then having very rapid uh, development cycles that are small bites, and then you you get to that point, you recalibrate, you take in the new information, and you go. And so you think about it from a marketing standpoint, where marketing is traditionally done on annual plans with mm-hmm. possible quarterly tweaks, but pretty much you're set in stone right. to um, a world where, you know, we're in this environment where customers are changing. You know, social media especially provides so much rich inputs that you can adapt to along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and consumer behavior is changing all the time. And you can't afford anymore to just plan ahead for a year and run it and see how well you do at the end of the year and measure it. Yeah. And so instead you go to this perspective of, of I'm going to do more rapid cycles of decision making. Mm-hmm. I'm going to um, uh, I'm going to measure a lot more, and I'm going to learn quickly. And based on what I've learned and what I see, what's happening, I'm going to make these these uh, tacks, if you will, like the sailing analogy, along the way, and get to my uh, destination uh, quicker mm-hmm. or uh, with higher ROI right. or, or what have you. Okay, so I want to come back to this point in a second because sure. um, I keep hearing about speed. It sounds yeah. like speed is a is a core component of agile marketing and um, and cadence. But just to give you an illustration, a company I worked for who will go nameless <laughs> put together their strategic three year plan, and it changed five times in one year. Yeah. And so it sounds like you're saying gone are those days of like this is our plan and we're not going to look at it again and now let's go do it. And that you're looking more toward um, adjusting as you go. And I also heard terms like um, learning from your, if you think back to the sailboat, learning from your journey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it You're definitely seeing that more and more. And, you know, I don't know if it's, it's sort of a chicken and egg thing. I don't know if it's because the environment that we're in now, the the information is coming 
with such depth and breadth of data, mm-hmm. uh, near real time, if not real time, yes, that it kind of, the environment is changing. And so you're forced basically to keep up, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it that because we have this information, we're making decisions that's causing the environment to be more fluid? Right. I, I couldn't tell you which is which. Uh, all I know is that smart marketers don't want to react to this, but they want to get on top of it. Right. right? And, and sort of a judo thing, you can turn it into a strength. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you don't get on top of it, it's like when a wave comes and just tosses you and the next wave comes and you're just constantly flipping in the surf. Right? <laughs> right. Uh, as opposed to getting on a surfboard and letting uh, letting the waves come and using your knowledge to, to surf to where you want to be. Spring break coming up soon, Spring David. You sure ever think about these, the beach? I got these ocean and beach analogies <laughs> Sailing going. and surfing. and Yeah, and absolutely. It's a nice day in Atlanta, so uh, forgive us, folks. Yeah. Uh, so some of the terms that I'm hearing um, about real time and about learning uh, from your process, strategic direction, the cadence, and especially the speed, yeah. it sounds like there's a real reliance on data to keep um, agile marketing alive. Well, yeah, it's it's the lifeblood, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, you know, I think it's important to talk about that cadence before we even get to the data because... Another analogy to bring in here is a financial one. Okay. You think about compound interest, right? And if you think about the interest being the value of a decision, mm-hmm. then if you you can actually build a mathematical formula that says if I decide more frequently and I capture the value of that decision, and then the next decision increases the value of that already enhanced value, and each subsequent one adds value to all the other decisions, then you start to get more of that kind of hockey stick kind of uh, uh, growth. Mm-hmm. So right? $10 or, um, yeah, $10 with 10% is only going to be a certain amount after one year, but right. $10, 10% every month right, exactly. is going to give you a lot more at the end. Right, exactly. And so that also works to your detriment, though, mm-hmm. if you're not making good decisions, mm, okay. right? Because bad decisions compound negatively. Right. And the more frequent, frequently you make bad decisions, the worse it is, and you can really get yourself down a, a, a rabbit hole, if you gotcha. will. Gotcha. So either way, right. it's going to have right. a longer domino effect. Right, exactly. And so the question is, you've got, you know, are you making good decisions, mm-hmm. right? And so the first thing you have to do is make sure you have the right information to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. Because uh, one, of my, one of my mantras is all analytics is, all analytics is focused on making good decisions. That's mm-hmm. the value. It's not the science itself. Though, you know, my inner geek loves the science. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, a, as a business person, I'm not interested in science projects. Right? I'm interested in application that yields better results. Okay. Gotcha. So it sounds like um, the, the data itself is the feeder source and the analytics processes and systems and projects even could be considered like the root system for agile marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And so if you, if you establish great data... Mm-hmm. And then you do great analytics on top of it, mm-hmm. and you build the processes around that, a decision-making framework mm-hmm. uh, and an organizational framework that allows those decisions to flow, to be acted upon, uh, new ideas tested and learned in this whole thing, in this virtuous cycle, a positive feedback loop, if you will. Uh, but it all starts with the data. Gotcha. How, how do you start on this process? Like, How does a decision-maker or manager... Um, how do they get going and move toward agile marketing? 
Well, you know, it, it you do start with the fundamentals, right? So you work on getting your data in order. Mm-hmm. And for marketing especially, it's a challenge, right? So you think about how the marketing stack uh, has expanded so much now. So technology is such an important part of marketing now. And so you have, you know, search engine optimization systems and you've got uh, data management platforms and you've got programmatic buying and you've got uh, uh, ad serving technology and you've got customer management technology and all these things are working together. And each one of them is, has these data exhausts of masses of massive amounts of data. Mm-hmm. And then you think about how organizations tend to market and that they do a lot of uh, agency work and a lot of organizations have multiple agencies. So the agencies may not be aligned at how the data, how the nomenclature of the data is even, mm-hmm. right? So, so uh, one agency, you're doing a World Cup uh, uh, promo globally, and one agency is calling it World Cup, another one's calling it WC, and the other one's calling it Coupo Mundial, mm-hmm. right? Just pulling that data together, how do I align that? Which, which tag am I going to use? Right, right, right. I mean, just simple. Same thing, simple, right. yeah, tactical. But, but because of the volume and the complexity, mm-hmm. it's really hard. And marketing is really the one function in the business that doesn't have that system of record mm. that you see uh, in, in others. Like finance. Finance would never put up with the messiness of marketing data. Right. right? And so, you know, that's what we at Beckon do. Right, as mm-hmm. is we we understand and embrace the messiness. Mm-hmm. We assume it's messy, mm-hmm. and we've built a platform that allows our customers to do that. So we'll connect uh, to APIs to pull them uh, programmatically where we can. We'll take flat files from agencies. We'll take reports, and and we put structure and taxonomy around that, mm-hmm. so that then in the end you've got one single version of the truth. Gotcha. Right? I love that. Yeah. The um, as your in your role as VP of Marketing and Analytics Strategy at Beckin, you probably see different types of clients at different stages. Um, do you find that some can embrace this philosophy more and and use data in a way that's more effective than others? And what's that key? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, even before I joined Beckin, you know, I saw it when I was at IHG because you would go to these conferences where you'd have these these uh, 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 superhero type. Uh, 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 analytics uh, gurus get mm-hmm. up on stage and, and pitch how their company's doing such amazing things and you feel so left behind. Inferior. And just, inferior yeah, the and ooze and the ahs. And, <laughs> and you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm we're, we just stink, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you go to the reception afterwards and over drinks, everyone's talking about, yeah, we're so far from there too. And that was a real epiphany for me. Ah. And that was that was where I started to kind of find my own voice within analytics because mm-hmm. I was feeling, you know, quite honestly, behind the curve. Mm. And you, know, you start to embrace the idea that every company is on, a, a, on an a journey. analytics journey. Yep, exactly. Right? And it doesn't matter where you are and it doesn't matter what tools you're using. It doesn't matter if you're doing big data or little data. Mm-hmm. What matters is that you start moving forward. Right. Right. And, and you know, and I'll, I'll keep hitting this. Uh, it does start with your data, right? You've got to get it in order. Gotcha. And and you know you know obviously I think we have a platform for doing that, but there's a lot of ways to do that in small ways and larger. Mm-hmm. Uh, our customers vary from large multinational big brands to smaller companies, mm-hmm. uh, but all of them understand and buy into the idea that you know the 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 marketing executive 
right now tends to not have that complete view mm. of what's going on and how they can do better. Right. right? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you say that about the how people position themselves in their analytics maturity yeah. and where they are and their level of knowledge because I probably meet with, I don't know, five to ten industry leaders as well, and they say the same thing. They walk in and they say uh, to the business analytics center and they say, um, you know, forgive us. This is kind of where we are right now, and we're looking for your help to kind of move it forward. And they're always surprised by my response, which is, so is everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> we're all, we're all, yeah. Um, but would you say that there is some kind of characteristics or, or some kind of key where you can you can see like, oh, well, this company, I can tell they're going to get it. I right. can tell something that, you know, something about them makes them more acceptable for using data in a way to develop agile marketing. Sure. So uh, Tom Davenport, Mm -hmm. who's written so many great works and especially competing on analytics, which is that seminal work on on that talks about those five stages of analytic um, maturity Mm -hmm. and that third stage in the middle where you really start to get traction. Basically, all that you need to get to that stage three is an executive sponsor. Wow. Okay. Nothing technical. Nothing Just technical. Just an executive sponsor, that it cultural is. barrier. Thank you. I was about yes. to say culture because, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I talk about this culture trumps data. Yes. Right? And for every uh, analytics expert out there, mm-hmm. whether you're, you know, a, a month into your role or five or ten years into your role, uh, has to recognize that there is a cultural aspect to your job, mm-hmm. that building the model, uh, coming out with the result is only part of it, that it has to be g- engaged with the culture of where it's at. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really starts with those decision makers and who are they and what are they about. You almost have to be a psychologist yeah. right? it's, and, and understand what do they need and then build out from there to respond to that. Gotcha. Right? So an executive sponsor who gets it, mm-hmm. Who, who may not be data-driven, right, right, right. Uh, may not know the difference between a p-value and mm-hmm. r-squared or right. what have you. And, you know, honestly, probably doesn't care. Yeah. Right? They just want the insights. Right. And, yeah. But they know that there's really smart people who have the insights. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I think, what's fundamental. And the more senior that is, the more quickly we roll out and the more fundamental and impactful the change is. Gotcha. So you have kind of some key champions, yeah. if you will, that are from the non-analytics data science verticals right. that can bring you forward. Right, exactly. And sometimes it just takes that understanding. Do you think you'll see more and more of that happening as um, our younger workforce? Because uh, we talked about this with um, one of our other interviewees with the Analytics Buzz, that there's a workforce that's coming in that are natives to data, mm-hmm. whereas the you know, 50, 60, 70-year-old executives that we have today they're immigrants. And so they had, especially in marketing, they had to make decisions on the gut, the yes. golden gut. Yeah. And now they're being asked to, you know, uh, think about this data thing. Do you think that'll shift um, organically just because of the nature of being sure. born into it? Sure. But I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think that by and large, at large at the executive level, you're only seeing the first wave, I think, of, I'm talking like senior season executives right. who, who are more native to data, mm-hmm. uh, but in the meantime, it doesn't mean that you can't uh, move the mark. Some right, you can't I, move the mark, yeah. and it's and it's not an impossible barrier. You don't have to be native to be data savvy, right? You gotcha. can be an immigrant. I'd even consider myself to be a bit of an immigrant, mm-hmm. right? Probably the latter half of my career at this point was 
really more where data started to come into play. So it can be taught. It can be taught. I'm the living example. <laughs> awesome. Um, to wrap us up, what one piece of advice, we talked about a lot of great things here, but what one piece of advice would you give an analytics professional looking to better support agile marketing? So I think, you know, I'm sitting here thinking I've got like four or five things rattling around in my cavernous skull, but I will tell you <laughs> that I, I do, th- I would go back to what I was talking about in terms of understanding that business partner. Gotcha. Right. And actually, I'm going to change what I said. Okay. I'm so gonna, not the partnership. No, not, well, it's part of that. Uh, but it, 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 um, it comes. You, you you brought it up before, and you and you talked about gut based decision making. Mm-hmm. And here's what I think every good analyst and business person needs to understand: mm-hmm. that data driven decisions and gut driven decisions are not mutually exclusive. Interesting. They are false enemies. Gotcha. Here's why: uh, I think every decision at some point has a gray area. Mm-hmm. Uh, decision makers are paid for their gut. And their gut isn't some random thing. It's the amalgamation of all that knowledge and experience that they have that builds that intuition. Yes. Well, what is the output of data science but knowledge? Mm-hmm. And so a good data scientist understands that and isn't there to replace the decision maker but to feed them. Gotcha. Right? And that goes back to what I was saying before in terms of you start with the decision maker mm-hmm. and you understand what's the questions that they need to answer mm-hmm. and take it from their perspective and provide value in that way. And if you're focused on this idea of, okay, give me a question, I'm going to go back and give you an answer. Now let's have a conversation about that because every good answer stimulates two or three more questions. Yes. Right? It's mm-hmm. part of that journey. Uh, all of a sudden you build yet another virtuous cycle where it's question, research, answer, discussion, new question, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Awesome. Great point. Great point. Thank you. Well, thank you again, David Schmidt, VP of Marketing Analytics Strategy at Beckon, for joining us today to talk about the application of analytics and data science for developing agile marketing. Great. Glad to be here. Hope to be back. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Analytics Buzz, a podcast about trends, tools, techniques, and talent related to data science and analytics. Please connect with the Business Analytics Center at Georgia Tech via our website and join my network on LinkedIn, Dr. Beverly Wright, Executive Director of the Business Analytics Center. Thanks again and have a great data set.